again, it's Two Guys, One Blunt, and we're joined by a couple of our special guests today. So folks, we have the privilege of having Dr. April and Dr. Eboli here with us today. Uh, every every guest on this show is a doctor, <laughs> always. Hi. <laughs> Eboli, why don't you introduce yourself? It's Leo season. It's time to shine. Okay, you know, Leos have no problem going first. So I'm gonna go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Emily Eisen. Um, I am an artist working in the cannabis industry, mainly in photography. And um, yeah, I'm just here with my friends smoking this canagar and we're going to talk about what it's like for me and my partner april in the cannabis industry uh, yeah um my name is april and i'm like i'm emily's girlfriend uh i worked in like cannabis for like five years like back when it was like super sketchy the wild uh, west days in yeah in the hood dude like 82nd in Vermont I think was like the first shop I ever worked at all the way out not there. knowing anything about like cannabis like I remember trying to sell wax and I'm like what is this stuff you know yeah. what I mean wow. yeah, um yeah. but yeah like just like summer job kind of thing like in college um and then yeah like just besides that I do like architectural work kind of like on the side you know what I mean like still like an architecture student weren't you just in like Hawaii doing architecture stuff or something like that I was in Hawaii dude finishing my finals I literally flew out for like three days um the first two days I spent it just doing my homework (laughs) and then the third day I went into Waimea Canyon in, in, in Kauai dude and I took like like a gram of shrooms and ended up like so happy beautiful yeah dude in like just a trail and i ended up getting like completely lost like emily had to kind of i was tracking her via gps <laughs> oh wow <laughs> but like, like we just movie. do that but yeah. wait were you lost like you couldn't use your own gps and that's why emily had to track you so emily and i just like share each other's like location like i right. do that with my family too it's like yeah, easier yeah, than sure. like where you at you know uh-huh. what i mean um and so yeah so emily just already had my location and i had reception in some parts of the canyon right and so when i realized that i was lost it's because everything started looking completely different it went from like jungle to farm like just like dry hay yeah like just like completely different and that's when i'm like okay okay i'm not where this I started. is a loop trail it's supposed to loop me back around to my car and like it's not happening you know what i mean right. and it's like 6 30 sun is setting i've already trekked like five miles and then i check my phone i'm at 16 percent. i oh, call emily no. and like at first i don't want to say 16 percent. 16 one six yeah, yeah. Okay. and then i called emily and then emily was like are you lost and i was like yeah, yeah. i think so like this yeah. is the definition of loss like i don't right. know how to get back or where i'm at like, for sure, for sure oh i'm lost gosh. yeah and so it wasn't so i ended up reaching lost a point on a desert island <laughs> paradise it seems alone also like united i traveled on like unite a united voucher yeah from when i went to costa rica remember mm-hmm. um remember that i had like a flight delay or like my flight left me so yeah. they gave me like 125 dollar <laughs> credit yeah dude <laughs> dumb it was so dumb i was so pissed um so they gave me 125 dollar credit and it expired like two days before i booked my trip to hawaii right so 
they were gonna charge me an extra 60 bucks to take a luggage and i was like fuck that yeah so i just flew with my my school bag like yeah. that's all i had with me was like me like hungover flying you out to hawaii for how many hours where in hawaii was it multiple days yeah i was there for three days oh shit with just a school bag that's it just that's, a school you just bag. Had a backpack yeah so like i took I was, supposed to take I was so mad. First of all, <laughs> you know, I was trying to be a supportive girlfriend. Like, oh, you want to go to Hawaii without me? Like, cool. okay. I'll you know, you, you, Emily was you know, so nice about it. I'm just, I'm not going to give her any trouble because, you know, that's she gave how me no trouble, all you bitches all. stay losing all your mans. <laughs> You're too up in their business. You got to, you know, have some independence. And let them fly physically and metaphorically. You know, gotta let them fly. So I was like, okay. And then when she left, you know, it really hit me that she was there without me. And like, I missed her so much. Have you ever ever been to Hawaii before? I was like five. Okay. Um, Okay. That's, if it was a no, I'd be so upset. Yeah. But Emily's like a beach baby. And like, I, I always like... I'm never down to go to the beach. So, like, the fact that I just, like, left to Hawaii. Yeah, like, without... gave me, like, no trouble. I went by myself. Aww. Like, my whole thing was, like, I work so much. I go to school all the time. I'm always studying. Like, I need just, like, three days to relax in this island. Hike, which is, like, what I want to go do. Which is why I went to yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, so, let me finish. Because <laughs> I'm, like, interrupting my story right now. All right, go, 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 go. <laughs> so yeah so she called me and she was lost and i i was like already hella emotional because i was like you know lonely I, I miss her so much and like i was just like i wanted her to come home so bad or i wanted to be there but like she called me and then on top of that she was lost and i like and then she didn't have like barely any phone battery so she like turned her phone on airplane mode so i couldn't even really talk to her so oh, i'm just like shit. and I didn't realize this, but at the time, but you were on airplane mode, so I, like, wasn't getting an update on your location. Yeah. So like. For like an hour. I w- yeah, for like an hour, and I was just like, "Fuck, do I call like search and rescue? Like, and what would I say? <laughs> like, and then dude. you called me, and I was just a mess, and I was yeah, crying. Yeah, was crying, dude, when she finally heard from me. But it was like Got crazy. Dramatic. Because, like, I reached this point in the hike where it says, like, you are now leaving whatever trail and you're now getting on this trail. Right. And I remember, like, so, again, I took shrooms and I was, like, listening oh, to disco. Fuck. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I was listening yeah, I to, like, disco, part. dude. I would, like, stop. I was <laughs> one of two people on this hike. It was, like, me and this other girl that I saw. I don't know where she came from. Uh-huh. Um, and... I said hi to her and then I just like went on like my own way. Like the only like single like soul that I saw in this hike. And okay, so do it. Um why did I bring this up? Uh so yeah, there was a point on the trail where I reached that sign. <laughs> I'm faded. And then you and went then, so you went off the loop basically. Right. So That's like I ended up I ended up reaching like the end of the trail where I'm supposed to turn back around and yeah. I think that was like the loop which I feel like I should have known like all I've done like my life is like camp, you know what I mean? Like right. with my friends, like I should probably know this stuff. And like because I was on shrooms and I was so happy like and in like tune with like nature, I was like this is what I came to do. This is my last day in Hawaii, like my last night, like I want to keep hiking. So I like yeah. kept walking past this like sign. Right. I even have pictures of it. Like you know when you go on hikes and you take pictures of like just like signs yeah, or, or just whatever. Landmarks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And so like I take a picture of the sign and I keep walking and that's when it starts looking completely different because I gone on a different trail. Right. So like when Emily, when I finally got a hold of Emily, 
I was like, I need you to go on this website, all trails. I was like, go on this hike. This is where I'm at. And I was like, and let me know, like, whatever. And she's like, you're in the middle of nowhere. And she's like, Do you, are you familiar with something, something hike? And when I heard her say the name of the trail, that's when I was like, I got on a different trail. And, like, right. talking to her yeah, made yeah, me yeah. realize, like, oh, I hopped on a different trail. Yeah. Now I need to, like, retrace all of my steps, like, back to the beginning of that Get trailhead. The and then trail. the whole trail. Yeah. So, like, it's 630. The sun is about to set, dude. And then, like, I just need to trek, like, five whole miles. And I just took advantage of, like, me going downhill and then being, like, when the, like, terrain was just, like, flat. And yeah. I would just, like, run, dude. Still tripping at this point? Yeah. Because yeah. I was, like, I, I was tripping not more, like, on the shrooms, but the fact that I was, like, alone and I needed to get to my car. And, sure. like, it could get dark really, really soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started, like, the hike listening to John Wayne. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? John is Wayne? It, is it John Wayne? He's like oh, a rapper. rapper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's him, word, right? John Wayne. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's like On a Stone's song. Yeah, yeah. There's a song that he has that he talks about like the universe. He was just like something, something, the universe. And he's trying to say like how he doesn't have ego or something like that. And you guys are concerned with like shoes and clothes. And he's right. like, he's a, he's already a genius. So he's like a step of, uh, ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. And so like he's, like, I'm repeating the song over and over and over again. And like when I'm lost, I was just like looking at like the, at the sun. And I was just like, the sun has my back. The sun has my back. And I, I made it, dude. There That's, you go. That shit was crazy. crazy. The mushroom but, nose. But yeah. yeah, you were on that trip because you were like, like you said, you were working super hard and you were at school crazy. Yeah. So your work in the cannabis industry is in the retail sector, right? So like you're managing a dispensary now. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, like pretty much. Yeah. Um, the floor, the staff, like exchanges, like yeah. um, a lot Keeping of people that come happy. in. A lot of people, totally. A lot of people that come in and do like educational stuff for like the staff or they want to do PADs for like customers like I'm always the one like setting them up if they need like some sort of like report I'm the one that's getting that for them but yeah totally and it's like super fast pace yeah and like our location is pretty much so close to to the beach that we get in like hundreds of, of people a day uh, yeah how many people are you seeing a day now over there anywhere between like 800 and, and up wow 800 that's crazy yeah. it's insane dude yeah so and it's like a lot of people that are coming in from like all over the world like people coming in from russia i mean there's tours. and it's kind of a unique setup right because what it is is like a market so you have frequently have all the specific vendors from brands like set up on their their own proprietary stand within the dispensary yeah so like i mean like you go you go in like the store and then imagine just kind of like a like a floor plan like yeah. just like a square you know like floor plan and all outside the perimeter it's all booths or like kiosks mm -hmm. if you will and all of them are just like different companies that rent like retail space from us yeah. and it's like major companies like it's about 11 of them you yeah know? it's becoming really really common in mm -hmm. the industry I've seen mm -hmm. so many different companies doing that now how yeah. does how do companies feel about it when it's like two vape companies right opposite each other does do you have to ever handle like uh, you know, clash of interests or egos there? You know, not so much. I feel like... Like if Select and Jetty set up opposite each other, is there beef, you know? So, check it, Select and Bloom Farms are right next to each other. Uh -huh. So it's like Select, Bloom Farms, Ocean. Okay. And they're all right next to each other. And then like right across like, let's say Bloom Farms, because it's a little bit more like inside the like the dispensary, across from them, 
is Absolute Extracts. So all of Canacraft, all of Absolute Extracts, all of that. Yeah. Right. I mean, and Candescent has like a huge booth also. Yeah, yeah. But it's always been, I don't know, I, I feel like these companies are like really different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Candescent is like proprietary. They sell more like effect than they do strain, which is what select is. You know what yes. I mean? Bloom Farms does full spectrum. It's a little bit more on the mild side. And they do the kind of daytime, nighttime model. Right. Yeah. 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 And then like, let's say absolutely extracts like right across. I mean, they, they kind of do the same as like Bloom Farms, but they have kind of like their own clientele. I think they have like a bigger selection. So you haven't really had to have any kind of issues where vendors are like, yo, I'm not cool being set up right here next to so-and-so. You know, actually, now that you bring it up like that, it's it's things like this is blocking my view, or you guys are taking you guys like as a dispensary are using up like our cubbies or cabinets. It's like right. little things like that, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like storage and like yeah. But I mean, like when a company is like renting space out, like they totally deserve that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But are there yeah. are there any brands that are like uh, really good about how they treat? kind of coming into another dispensary space like that um, and are there any brands that are like kind of on the border of not being like not conducting themselves well enough to, to earn the space you know I think I mean they're all like the sales rep of these brands so like everybody just kind of gets along with each other and I think yeah. like everybody because they're so cool yeah. and they're just like homies at this point like they work together right. um, they like look out for each other so it's like whenever like you know let's say Candescent Canacraft Lowell they're all really cool homies so sometimes they're all right. just in Lowell's corner and they won't yeah, go yeah. back to their corner until somebody that works for a different company goes it's like hey somebody's at your company Yeah, you know what I mean and so it's kind of like that I mean yeah, the cannabis vendor yeah. and sales rep circle is kind of small, probably, for LA. Like, you, you're likely to run into a lot of the same people. Yeah, and then also, like, for Select, um, we're also, like, paired up with, like, a delivery service. So, like, a lot of people will order online, and, like, these drivers just come up to me, and they're just like, hey, uh, can I get a gram of Master Kush? Hey, can I get a gram of Gelato? Hey, can I get this Pax Pod? And it's kind of just these these brands kind of just sell themselves like they have kind of their clientele so people know exactly what they want usually and like i i don't know of any company that has to like try really really hard really to make sales yeah, especially sure. with the amount of people that we're getting in and i think with like a lot of tourists and people that aren't very educated mm -hmm. in the cannabis like i mean if they come up to your booth you could just like sell the shit out of the product you know yeah, what i exactly. mean and they'll be like you know i've never tried it like for sure i trust you you're cool you're nice right. like you're educated yeah yeah like and, just and and most of those brands usually have some kind of promotion while they're there so yeah dude mm -hmm. makes a lot of people buy them too um it's not it's not like a a lot of people think it's not like a glamorous thing necessarily being in the cannabis industry this is something like maybe both of you can speak on because yeah. emily a lot of people assume that what you do is like all glamorous and you know all must be all fun going to events and stuff and working with all these different brands but there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that people don't get to see that is probably not a lot of fun right i mean i mean as a model and you know it, it may look glamorous and it is it can be and i feel like it all it all depends on like the environment and like the client really but like i've been i did not get here like overnight like like the fact that you know i 
you know, a lot of people think like, oh, I just woke up one day and decided like, oh, I'm going to be a cannabis model or whatever. Um, no, I, I actually started I, I as... I definitely felt that in third grade. I knew I wanted to be a cannabis right. model. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I started as a bud tender, uh, also pre-legalization, so I was definitely at the bottom of the barrel in terms of, like, oh, like, we want to hire you because you're a hot girl and you want, we're going to, like, work the shit out of you at this dispensary or this event, and, like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of shit that I had to go through to get where I am now, and to a place where like I won't put up with it anymore but like I know that there's a lot of women in my position that are still working at dispensaries and still are brand reps for events that like just get so much shit and it's like when the industry was I mean it's I, I would say it's a little more corporate now so like any like good company is gonna have like HR or whatever and like there's more avenues to like pursue anything if it goes wrong but like pre-legalization like I worked in like shitty ass shops where like the managers would literally just like work us like 16 hour shifts like oh like if you do this you're not going to get your tips today if you no don't breaks. do this if you, if you show up looking like this you're not going to get your tips it's like very and it's like photography too and like this kind of ties into current events that are happening right now like there's so many male photographers that will just like that still every day yeah you like, posted something on was that a repost that you had on your story the other day where there yeah. was like a conversation yeah Marcus Hyde yeah Marcus Hyde he photographs Ariana Grande Kim Kardashian but anyways yeah no it's not we don't have to get into all that but mm. I mean like but that stuff's still happening in trap shops oh right? yeah don't you think definitely 100% like it's we still have a long way to go in terms of like creating like safe cannabis spaces i think a lot of it is still like even if they portray themselves to be you know inclusive or whatever it's still mostly owned by people who are not if that you makes still sense. see it in most dispensaries i mean uh most of us have done stuff at like various different dispensaries whether it's brand rep or other, or other stuff and you still see it. You still see like the male owner and then all female stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But, but yeah, and like just on not just being a model, but a creative in this industry in general, um, it's not always glamorous. There's a lot of times where I, you know, financially it's a struggle, whether it's buying my own props for photo shoots or just like trying to get brands to understand that what I'm doing for them is like creating artwork and like they see it more as like, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like sometimes I feel like they keep me around for different reasons, but it's, it's hard to, to like, I don't know get people to take it seriously sometimes to, to be able to actually pay for it and treat it as any other product or service right. they would value paying for yeah, and it's, it spreads across all artistic disciplines like we've probably experienced this in music as well people are always talking to you about exposure yeah, it's, it's like, all like, I can't exposure, pay my right? rent with exposure oh, and something that reminded me of is like I get a lot a lot a lot of offers to do work in exchange for free cannabis product and that's like honestly I think a problem in the industry because like not like you know obviously my bills aren't going to get paid 
in cannabis. Um, but on another note, it's like there are people in this world, in this society that would totally, oh my God, free weed. Yeah. I am going to work for, I, all I have to do is do this, you know, post on my Instagram and get free weed. Yeah, hell yeah. But then at the, at the same time, it lowers the standard, you know, as a whole for the industry. And like, I, I think and products like, should be a given, you know? I feel like the people that like want to do that as like a job or as like a career also, you know what I mean? No, definitely. I mean, you have to people. People are so desperate to get into the cannabis industry now that it's legal that like they'll start, you know, with a free unpaid internship or for sure product. You know, it's like like positions. It's like you go on like these like hiring websites or like, you know, like job websites. And indeed are posting these jobs nowadays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a bunch of like companies and it's like positions where it's like, oh, you could do this for like. 11 bucks an hour yeah. or something like that or you could be like a whole compliance manager for like 18 an hour and i'm just like that's insane yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's but that's what's nice about websites like that is that it does keep it transparent you know it's like you've got that bullshit 11 dollars an hour next to 20 dollars an hour with benefits in oc just like what the fuck like why would i who's gonna apply for this other one yeah which which like emily was saying as cannabis becomes more corporate and more of the same infrastructure carries over to these companies then you're going to get more positions like that where it's reasonable rate of pay and benefits and other kind of you know bonuses for working for a cannabis company as it should be going Mm -hmm. forward Um, so on that note then what do we think of the term cannabis influencer oh is it a positive term a negative is it loaded um personally i don't call really call myself a cannabis influencer no i know you don't but i'm just saying like it's a it's a term that gets thrown around a lot nowadays no yeah it definitely is and there's a big market for it um it's hard because cannabis um doesn't really have a lot of legal means and like avenues to advertise like you can't buy sponsored posts on instagram or facebook or anything like that so so Mm -hmm. a lot the whole thing with like cannabis influencers it takes the risk off of the company and it's like oh if they're gonna hire me to like post about their product on my instagram it's mine that's gonna get get taken down you know if like if you know instagram decides to do that but like i I never even thought about that yeah i mean and i mean there's that but it's also just like what are they what are they influencing i mean like what it's like i think there's a lot of better people not better that sounds mean but like just like people that are influencing the the culture and not only that but like doing the actual like grassroots work that it's like it takes to make this like normal and like instead of not just like kind of like post it up in front of your camera taking bong rips like what are you really (laughs) doing like for the community you know and it's like yeah that's that's facts i'm sorry i had to do that to y'all today but drop another that's gem number two from (laughs) me today um yeah i just like and that's like why i do the work that i do and why i don't really identify as like an influencer is like i'm definitely in this for more than like clout or like i i really want to be like a standing figure in the industry like for years to come and it's like longevity past cannabis even it's like just 
success yeah. beyond yeah, like followers. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like for the artwork, you know? That's it. That's how you do it. That's. She's she's an artist and a natural influencer. She doesn't want it, which makes her the best oh influencer. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the influencer we don't want but deserve. What is that? <laughs> is that Batman line? Yeah. Um. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I th- I feel like a lot of the people who end up in the positions that get recognized as like whoever becomes the influencer of the year or whatever the the hot influencer is for that mm-hmm. period of time, right? They, I feel like they get swept up in it too. Like sometimes they're just pawns in the machine. Right. Like oh, they don't, they're not even fully aware of what's going on and the way that they're kind of being. Can totally. we just talk about the fact that you, because you said influencer of the year, can we talk about what a complete bullshit these like cannabis awards are? <coughs> Number one, it's like complete. Cheers to that. Com- completely that. pay to play companies Ooh. are gonna pay to get their name since when? nominated and they're gonna Wait, since DHC when since when no <laughs> yeah but like and it's also like we are so we are <laughs> infants as we are literally the pioneers of this industry and it's like it's barely been a year and you're wanting to pass out awards like when we barely even done the work yet and it's like give the awards like Put, put the money like I don't know it just seems so pointless and like self-congratulatory just so you can be like oh yeah we were uh we won uh you know extract of the year and, yeah. and it's just like what's the point honestly except to like who would be the best judge as a selling point who would be the if, if you were to have an award show we had I think well, we how had do a you question. make it truly impartial yeah who it's would, a popularity contest or always. NPR play? always yeah. I would trust NPR to do you would my trust shit. NPR yeah. Well, we all know we can't trust high times. Ooh. So I mean, seriously, fucking, I wish the cannabis cup is so huge, but it's bullshit. If yep. they would just straighten the fuck up, that shit's rigged. It would be like maybe it's just seventh grade me that's just like, oh, high times cannabis cup, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to that's, like, that's the thing is that that's enough for most people. <laughs> You're right. That's crazy, dude. What were you gonna say? But yeah, what no, you were saying about people just like paying to get like nominated is like the same thing at, that happened with like brands also, where it's just like if you didn't, if you weren't backed up with by this like ten million dollar investment, like you weren't gonna make it. Like all these like little companies yep. that existed like pre family you know, owned farms. Yeah, totally. And like these people are just like getting pushed out by like such big players now that like didn't exist a year and ago. They're all fucking white dudes. Yep. It's just oh, the yeah, weed absolutely. industry was just small enough to get bought out completely by white people. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? Like who's how can we not do that? Yo, so do you know dude, the social equity program, do you know that they're like fishing so like okay the social equity program it's like they're just paying like really off quick. people to use their signature basically. totally yeah, yeah yeah and like i have a friend actually that that did that like last year like september and like he was like oh it didn't go through it didn't go through and i'm like you know maybe it did you just like got played you know what i mean yeah. because it's like they're using people that live in like certain like do you, do you know about the social equity program? I know okay. about the program. I so didn't it's know pretty much like a government program, I want to say, or like a state program. Yeah, so and it's so favorable licenses to people in certain areas, right? Low income. Mm-hmm. Low income, or, or if they've had previous convictions. Cannabis convictions, cannabis yeah. Convictions. So they could go through the state legally, submit this application, apply for the social equity program, and then it's kind of maybe like a raffle? I don't even know. Or like they just like go through maybe all these applications and they choose people, but... Yeah, so 
like people with money are like reaching out to these people that don't have money and qualify for the social equity program and then just having them like sign rights over for like 200k oh my but these God. licenses now are worth like 25 million 12 million like mm-hmm. some it's like a crazy that's I, like it's insane because like in 08 like these licenses were like what 12k yeah exactly. like or 10k and sh- and then after expensive. The, yeah <laughs> and then dude because there's a limited amount there's only there's only so many so like obviously everybody's trying to get in the game why yeah. would you sell yours for mm-hmm. 18k when the next dude's selling it for 8 million right so it's yeah. crazy yeah because i remember like in like 2013 like i met somebody that worked at like a, a cannabis like law firm um, that's all they dealt with was like cannabis related stuff and she was just like yeah rappers call the firm all the time asking like hey I want to buy a license or I want to buy a dispensary and it's just like I remember like that conversation and her telling me like yeah they're over a million dollars and now that, that like it's like so much more money now that's now it's like 25 yeah and it's only just been like that. for one type of license yeah, yeah. Not to yeah. mention the real estate in Los Angeles uh, <laughs> the taxes like everything that's true Now's the time to work in the cannabis industry, especially as a freelancer. Yeah. Uh, God bless the people that are, you know what? Maybe all the white people will lose all their money doing this. Like, because like, I would not start my own cannabis business right now. Yeah, they're not doing well. You know who doesn't do? Most most companies really aren't. (laughs) Even the best ones are just like fucking They're just treading water right now. Yeah. It's insane. But that's partly, up in a bad partly way. the regulation issue. Oh, I think it's like 100%. When the goalposts keep moving, they're just trying to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just trying to stay in line with compliance. Mm-hmm. And until that settles and we know exactly what enforcement looks like year on year, then most companies still don't know what exactly they're supposed to present to the BCC. That's true. Yep. What they can buy 200,000 jars of to, like, cut pennies when it might, when the regulations might change in six months. Yeah, the choice right now is you either have one foot in the trap still and you get away with as much as you can or you go double down on being over compliant and you do everything, you know, twice as anally as you're supposed to. Dude, so I used to work for a dispensary with like a bunch of like software engineers, like literally like the best, like smoothest, like dispensary, like literally like when something sold out, like within a minute it was off of weed maps. Like that's how legit everything was, like inventory. Where did you work? Heaven? <laughs> Dude, but yeah, I remember like the owners talking like about like Is this in the Wild West days still? No, yes. Yes. So <laughs> yes, but pre ICO and then even before it was like I think shortly after Prop sixty four got legalized but didn't go hadn't gone through yet. So yeah. you're still you're still in two fifteen basically. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um and then so yeah still i think just taking medical mm-hmm. yeah still just taking rex for sure yeah so yeah i remember like one of the owners talking about like possible deals like what deals can we do because like shit is sucking so bad right now and i think it's because that's what she was doing she was like making sure that everything was like so like over compliant that i think they were just like suffering like literally yeah. osha they had a, they had a whole hr department upstairs dude they were i was getting paid in checks at this dispensary like in 2015 2015 oh 2016 
That's like, like early 2016. Of, I, and so, yeah, this woman <laughs> oh, literally was printing out like Prop 65 stickers before it was even like oh. required by the state. And yeah. she was like printing them in these like little like labels that you put on like mail. Uh-huh. And she was like putting it on like Cushy Punch, for example, or like okay. all of these companies that at the time got exposed or yep. something like that. You know, like huge Heavy companies, hitters. brass knuckles. Yeah, dude. And then. Yeah, that's like an example of like mm-hmm. somebody that's putting in so much money to be compliant so like nothing goes wrong and then they're, yeah. It's crazy, mm-hmm. we've supposedly come so far and yet we're still having the same problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like it changes all the time. Now it's just like, oh, the vape, vape pens have to have like the Prop 65 symbol now yeah. or something like that because it, exactly. it looks just like nicotine, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we always uh, were talking about how uh, products always feel like they're playing catch up um and like some products seem like they were better before compliance and some products i think now is the time that was what we were saying we're saying that now is the time where you are guaranteed to pay probably the most you've ever paid for some of these products but the likelihood is that they're cleaner that they, than they've ever been before. It's definitely the you know cleanest I mean? weed we've ever smoked. Like, yeah, there's if, no if the most expensive, but hopefully the cleanest, you know, if everything's being followed as we... Uh, as we're being told. Yeah. Like but I get I get anxious getting weed from strangers now. You know yeah, what me I mean? Too. Somebody'll hand you weed and I'm just like uh is this is this compliant? Well you you had <laughs> yeah. somebody hand you some edibles, remember? Not oh, that long no. ago. Uh, that's always a no. Yeah. Like unless they're like one you dude, just I met this British handed guy. them off to me. Uh, yeah, I think I yeah, that's all that this is where this is going. <laughs> yeah. This British guy walked into the pottery and like gave me or like gave me his number met me at my house and gave me some hard candies that he made with a hot plate in his apartment because he's from london but i trusted the guy and he i i sold him the distillate like the cartridge that he ended up making it with and you know what they were really good they They, look professional they tasted really good he seemed like a legit guy he had his own website he told me all this shit about like in barcelona like this is where you get the drugs (laughs) that's crazy for a a dude on the black market yeah Yeah, i got my own website check it out yeah it was i was like all right cool and but and one other time a dude gave me this cbd weed that he had grown and as he's walking away i have that thought i was just like I don't know, like, what if this is yeah. growing weird? And he turns around and he's like, by the way, organically grown. I'm just like, okay. Like, you wouldn't that say that. That was the clincher for you? Yeah, that was good enough. That's I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about it. Like, I told you I was <laughs> at an event a couple of days ago and there was people giving out dabs. And it's cool, like, when there's free stuff being given out, but I just don't know. Like, nowadays, if I don't know what it is, I don't want to consume it. Mm-hmm. I got enough. I got, yeah, yeah. I got a hubby bar. Like at the last event I went bar. to, I got a hubby bar, like old school in the tinfoil. Do you know about hubby oh, bar? Shit. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, and I'm like, there's fucking Xanax in there. Yeah, so like what I used to manage fuck? a dispensary and the in chocolate had probably like separated, right? Wait, like bloomed. He was crazy. He was like crazy. So like I used to manage a dispensary in Westwood, and then what? he used to come in apparently. So this was like 2015, and apparently he used to be the one that delivered like stuff because like it used to be like that where it's just like you had a brand and it's just like literally the the person that came up with the brand is like delivering the product mm-hmm. like yeah. 
I've met Dom from Dom Pen literally right. like that. You know what I mean? It's a lot more DIY. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then so this dude like used to, I think maybe somebody that worked with him or for him or something like that, like exposed them or maybe some people were just like saying some things, but they're just like, yeah, this dude is crushing like Xanax and putting it into like <laughs> hubby bars and like what that he used to come fuck? in and he used to be like super unstable, like when he would deliver his own That's product crazy. to dispensaries. Yeah. And I remember this one time for like uh christmas maybe or like thanksgiving I love your like reaction to that. my boss dude <laughs> he was just like you take as whatever you want and i ended up taking like i was like okay i'll take hubby bars like i had never tried them but like they just like look cool it was like back in the day like the little foil mm-hmm. like they came in different colors and i was like cool i'm down so i took six and i gave it to like six of my friends it was thanksgiving i remember now and then i remember cat dude I was like, we were going to Korean barbecue, all you can eat Korean barbecue. And oh. so I gave her this hubby bar and I was like, take just one piece, dude. And oh, she's like, no. no, I'm hungry, I want two. So she eats two pieces, dude. Literally, we order meat one time at All You Can Eat Barbecue, and then we have to get out because like she's so faded. And she's like, I need like air, dude. Like, I need to get out. Oh, and like, we fuck. just had to like get the check, dude, and just dip. Dude. Hubby Black. bars, dude. So that's, it's perfect that two of these stories have come up because literally one of the questions that we came up with earlier was how did you phrase it uh which one are we talking about what's the highest you've ever been accidentally yeah yeah what is the oh, highest? oh i have such a good story <laughs> perfect so what is the highest you've ever been accidentally okay so i think it was in I think 2017, I went to the Video Music Awards, like the MTV <laughs> Video Music Awards, and obviously, like, I couldn't smoke in there because there's, like, security, you know, it's like a televised event, whatever, and so I I brought this um, 45 milligram Kiva the square it was actually my first time patient gift from herba wow (laughs) so um kind of full circle but i took the edible and it was like very small like i didn't i don't know why i just like ate the whole thing i didn't think like i didn't think about it and then like two hours later miley cyrus is performing and she's literally right in front of me and like i it just all hit me and at first it was nice like on the come up i was like oh my god like i love miley like i was just like so happy to see her and then let me then just you say were a wreck. and then this like sounds ten- like party in the usa like right every like all of a sudden and the miley song was on oh ex- ex- was yeah on. exactly and then so um about 10 minutes up. later i felt like i was gonna vomit so like i went to like one of the ushers and i was like i need a bathroom like right now so he's like I was like, I feel sick, like I'm gonna be sick. So this woman during a commercial break took me backstage at the VMAs to like use a restroom because they didn't they didn't have like regular restrooms near where because I was I no, I was in the pit. And like um Emergency. So I I went I went backstage and I saw like all of my I saw Miley, I saw all her dancers with like they're, they were all wearing like stuff like costumes oh, that was a crazy year yeah like they all had their costumes like off their head I was literally faded as fuck I'm seeing like every singer like was that celebrity like the giant I've twerking ever... women no it wasn't that year okay, it was okay. a different year but how many Miley performances have you watched hey I'm a, I'm a hey, serious Miley fan have now. we not talked about don't this hate. <laughs> I don't anyway, talk so, about this anyway so um <laughs> 
Anyway, so fast forward, I'm in the bathroom and I'm like shaking. My head is spinning. Like, it's the highest I've ever been. Like I was having a full blown panic attack and someone knocked on the door and they were like, um, the paramedics are here. So I'm backstage VMAs. I come out and I'm like, I was like, I literally just need to sit. Like, I don't need that. But I come out and like, there's a stretcher and I, and I was like, oh my, I didn't want to like tell them that I was, it was just an edible because like I would have gotten kicked out, you know? And I was like, my friend is still in there. I'm trying to see Travis Scott. Like there was still like two hours. There was like two hours of show left. And meanwhile, Pink, the singer is literally standing like right next to me. Like I was just tripping balls. You okay? Yeah. Is she as as hot in real life as she is Pink? on TV? Yeah. Well, she was I don't really at one point. Think she's at one point. Yes on Miley, no on Pink. That's no on my Pink. yeah. That's anyway, my even in her heyday. But yeah, so I I signed a yeah. form. Uh, just me, just me on that one. That's cool. <laughs> I signed a form declining. We're all learning things about each other. <laughs> declining medical attention. I went back and I like stood for like two more hours but like i was literally like you can see me in the crowd like on tv faded as fuck awesome i was just that was did you get to see what do people need to go look up on youtube if they want to find that you can also find me high as fuck (laughs) off um 50 milligrams of cushy punch at um, Jimmy Kimmel Live, oh, Tame Impala's shit. performance. Oh shit! I waited all day in the sun to see Tame Impala on oh, Jimmy no. Kimmel, and I took 50 milligrams and then didn't have any water. Oh, and damn. I was like in the front all row, bad. and you can oh, look it up. You can gosh. find me, and I'm in the front row, just like, dude, I love Tame Impala so much. Like, I, I didn't care. I was gonna see that. It, that was surreal because I was like high as fuck. Was like, that one accidental too? You didn't mean to be that high. No, I, I didn't mean to be that high. I edibles are scary for me. I've like just started to dabble again, but like yeah, I could only handle like literally comfortably like ten. Probably yeah. like fifteen is like my yeah. Seven. I tend to stick to seven. The, the lower seven, seven is lower comfortable. Dose. Ten is like okay, yeah. Like so totally. Be- so t- fifteen I could take and like not feel like I'm. I need to call the ambulance. You yeah. know what oh, I mean? Yeah. But you yeah, can still be having a good time. So like I could still talk and like. Maybe you know trippy. what I mean? Yeah, like, like I'm not five trying to take mushrooms. Sure. That's what that shit. That's how I've been like feeling today. I took like seven milligrams sublingually. Then I took ten milligrams <laughs> uh, edible. Then I had Doctor. a one to one Lagunitas, which is five and five. Damn. And I had Delightful. a thirty to one CBD capsule. I'd be sleep. So I had some <laughs> CBD, yeah, mixed in there. You know, to temper it all, but. I uh, like these. I've definitely been dosed dude, today. Dude, the highest I've ever been, like, accidentally is, like, off those, like, little baked, um, mm. baked the brand. Yeah, B-A-K-K-E-D. Yeah. Two Ks, yeah. Um, little kind of Jolly Ranchers kind of thing. Oh, and shit. it was only, like, 25 milligrams, dude. But that's, like, I don't know. I thought I could handle it because they're small. Yeah. I don't know what the that's fuck I was thinking, dude. Me right. But, like, <laughs> literally, yeah. it's, like, me. I, like, eat that. I get so fucking faded. I think I'm going to die. I start <laughs> deleting nudes from my phone and, like, anything. So <laughs> oh, Because at shit, this point, like, I was convinced that I was going to be dead, dude. Wow. I was, like, I'm not going to I'm not going to this. I can't leave this shit behind. Yeah. Can't, and can't I leave like, evidence. Literally, <laughs> I'm, like, deleting my nudes, dude. Like, high as shit in my bed, thinking I'm going to die. Deleting my nudes. And then deleting anything that's, like, weed-related, like. 
like anything i oh. don't want my mom to see like yeah. Yeah. after i'm dead and then i text my best friend and i'm just like hey dude like can you come to my house and check if i'm shaking or if i'm just tripping and she was just like yeah i'm gonna come through right now but i'm with all the guys which is like all the guys in my group of friends uh-huh. and so it's like it's like four or five girls and like six guys and i was like fuck no they're not all coming to my house and like seeing me like trip out like pills fuck like wanting to throw up so i was like no 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 don't come Chill. but i was like tripping dude i yeah. was like tripping i deleted my news 25 milligrams <laughs> off probably not even 25 milligrams yeah. is this after uh compliance after Prop no 64? this is like a long time ago this yeah. is like oh that could have been yeah that's like 2016 it could have been yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say there's no way of Brands knowing whether it's People will be like, yo, does this hit? And I'm like, it's supposed to be 25 milligrams. Yeah. Like, it does the same thing, like, every, every time. time. Like, that's... But back then, you used to have, like, LOL edibles putting 300 milligrams in a 1,000 milligram brownie. So, like, no, sure. that one wouldn't hit. Yeah. But... There was the Corova Black Bar, which was 1,000 milligrams. That one was... Those serious were, those though. were dangerous <laughs> sometimes the oil milligram. would be concentrated they'll make a batch of like a hundred of those thousand milligram brownies and the oil wouldn't be like evenly distributed even. so like oh. three brownies would have like 3500 milligrams <laughs> or some shit like <laughs> yeah dude the thc that happens with like like edibles too if you just like leave them out in like the sun like the fucking thc oil will just like run through the gelatin I've seen a company recently that was doing like uh, five milligram pieces up to a hundred in the bag, but they were individually wrapped. So even if they melt, oh, they melt within their So much bag. packaging yeah. though, god damn it. It's, it's bad so for much fucking for plastic. Sure. But a good solution. A good yeah, solution to avoiding like getting <laughs> mm-hmm. a big like melted ball of edible that might mm-hmm. have, you know. But the thing is all like. The edible, the all the milligrams on one side. A yeah. plus gummy hockey puck. Plus gummy patty. They all melt in the tin. Yeah, they yeah. all literally form one piece. Gosh, in like that's the tin. true. That's true. I barely use gummies now for that I reason. Love, I always I feel like gummies, gummies are though. a weird kind of... Like a very quick high. Five milligram plus yeah. gummy. I mean, fire. I prefer chocolate mm-hmm. just because like I love chocolate. Same. You know? Same. The Kiva chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, but I think there is a difference, though, in terms of, like, the THC. I think with gummies, it's more like a sugar thing, right? Yeah. And then with... I feel like you probably get it more sublingually through gummies, too. I heard it was French for... Yeah. For sure. Chew on them straight away. Um, So we don't accept weed from strangers, basically. We don't uh, condone bullshit products. No. What's what's the worst product you think that's out right now, or what's the worst product you've ever had? <laughs> Could the be any any delivery product. method of cannabis. The like worst, the worst, thing the you've worst seen, product like I've ever had? had. I mean, I guess like the worst products you could ever have are like the ones that like literally list on their ingredients is like we put MCT oil in our vapes, and uh, people not knowing Dom how Penn. like unhealthy that is for you like vaporizing mct oil like it's a fucking carcinogen dude that's like a cancer recipe so like i would consider that like the worst product so anything by dan bilzerian's blend basically ignite right ignite has uh mct oil in their vapes well of course because the dude's like you know like he's a shit what is what does he know dude (laughs) human trash that's the words you're looking for right human trash you know it's like yeah what about you, Emily? Worst cannabis products? Anything that you've, you've seen, tried, whatever? Um, 
The worst thing I've seen, honestly, now that you mention it, Ignite is just <laughs> terrible. Yeah. yeah. I think. Question. I th How do you feel about their branding, too? That's why that's, I'm yeah. saying. Guiding I mean, I've winners. never tried their actual product, but like just from the branding alone and who owns that company, like right off the bat, I'm going to say that's like the worst image we like we could be putting out there for cannabis yeah. right now. For sure. I think if they ever, like, had, like, a rep come into, like, the dispensary, like, I would, like, personally go up to, like, the manager and, be, and like, tell her, like, why we shouldn't carry that company. Mm -hmm. And, like, literally, I'm the type of person that, like, never says shit like that, that they would just, like, probably take it so serious and, like, yeah. agree with me, you know what I mean? I would make it so that they're just, like, yeah, we're being attacked as women, you know right. what I mean? Or something. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just shitty for women. I hate to say it, and I'm gonna expose right now, but... Select. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. I thought you were going to yeah. say it. Select. Their CEO comfortably got that swept under the rug for a while, but then it came back. Oh, yeah, it no came, came back. Really? I thought that he resigned he after that came out. Did. You know, you know how those like corporate positions, corporate resignations work, though. You end up taking some like strange, some obscure position job. on the board, you know, where you still get a payoff. Yeah. He's definitely still getting a payoff. Still getting a check I mean, every month. I'm not here to, you know shame anyone that like mm -hmm. yeah but like i just like well i mean if you're like i know dispensaries that don't carry select on principle because of that so mm -hmm. there was we probably know i don't know who said this um but it was about milf and cookies mm. somebody like a woman like a manager at a dispensary like went off on like milf and cookies and how like misogynistic that was and how they oh, weren't going to carry yeah they weren't going to carry the brand because of the name like milf and cookies oh my god oh, i know a brand super shitty product that's out right now yeah um there's this woman i don't know her name but she is like a fitness um mom model blogger whatever and she's making a weed called skinny weed and it's like oh. it's Formulated that it doesn't give you munchies. Oh, THCV. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, it's called. I think that was a terrible branding choice on their part. Yeah. They could have gone a lot of other ways, but to call it skinny weed is like to literally you're putting like your body shaming in the name of your brand. It's just For like sure. kind of fucked up. I mean, Suicide Girls did that. Did you ever see that? THCV. One? Yeah, the yeah. hybrid one had yeah. THCV. And it, they called it. They the name was like definitely like like not eat. zero was, i yeah, think zero. it was zero yeah, yeah. yeah. It was and it was subtle dude not, yeah that was a, i'm glad that brand yeah. doesn't exist anymore because it's like men aren't gonna buy it because it's like no there are girls all over it and girls are like ew i'm not gonna buy that it's like yeah. this is clearly marketed to men what about the flip side of that though what are brands that uh you think have like a nice aesthetic or are putting out a message that you can support um give me five seconds to think about so you know brotherly love Mm -mm. Is that a brand? Cannabis yeah. brand? I think they help like vets a lot. I think they help vets a lot. And whenever they do sales, I think a lot of their like they do something similar to Bloom Farms. It's like you buy a product and then you give a meal to somebody that's Dude, that in need. Legit, you know what I mean? Way. I yeah. went to the World Harvest Kitchen and like Bloom Farms is on their Instagram and shit. Like, yeah, that's I was just like, that's Whoa, dope. Yeah, company. no, for like, sure. I know them. Jetty wow. does something like that too, right? True. With uh, yeah, for cancer, with I think, cancer right? patients. Yeah. yeah, dude. So Brotherly Love also just like does a lot of shit for vets, which is cool. And then they also do um, 
I think different. I think they maybe do sales. I might be wrong about this, but they'll they'll do like promos, and then their proceeds will go to a different charity every single time. And so the last time that they did a PAD with us, they were donating it to like some sort of women's center, like women's center or something like that. Mm. I was like, that's cool. Nice. All the people that are doing like certified organic like clean green certified stuff i mean i fuck with all of that dude everything that's clean green certified we talk about that all the time i only know like three brands like off the top of my head probably like mondo henry's raw garden that are clean green certified and that's all literally all i know dude i didn't even know mondo was clean green trinity mountain that i got off a delivery service that i saw once but i've never heard of mondo yeah i'm all about it they have the the edible powder. powder Oh shit! Okay, yeah. I do know those guys. And then the, the way that they though. market, yeah, me neither. They gave me like a sample and like a little, and like those little gram bags. Mm-hmm. Like I just the plastic, and they look like straight up cocaine nude. <laughs> yeah, or MDMA. Yeah, I think you can like snort it too. I think that's oh what they're God. saying. Like, what probably if you don't, don't say that. Don't put that idea yeah. out there. Let's. You got a little bump of Mondi. <laughs> bump of Mondo. Yeah, I like that. We literally, like, when we had it, only carried, like, two units, I think. And, like, it just didn't sell. But mm-hmm. there was, like, maybe one person that came in and, like, asked for that specific product. But I yeah. think it's because they marketed their stuff for, like, the working person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you kind of just want something to go. be... For sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I like smoking weed too much. I think we're... It's, like, I only have a limited amount of time I can be high in my life. So, like, I got to be a little selective with what how i get high yeah yeah and like yeah for sure i feel that 100 percent. like i can only smoke at night because like i'm always like having to drive or do something or mm. like expecting something responsibilities and, like, yeah but like that also, all day. yeah <laughs> but that's yeah. totally like your tolerance i feel you know what i mean yeah. like also. i'm definitely like on the weirder side when i'm like medicated yeah I'm, like mm-hmm. i mean but I get, how do you feel it affects yeah. your focus or your motor skills I mean, like, it affects it, like, 100%. I don't know if it's just, like, maybe, like, anxiety. I think a lot of it is me projecting and, like, thinking that people know that I'm faded and I'm kind of just, like, oh, man, like, you know. We all experience that to some degree, I think. Everybody knows you're high. So, like, I'll just, yeah. So, I'll just... You always just sat there, like, straightening your shit out, like, do I look high, though? (laughs) (laughs) Two dudes that that are high. high. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, dude. I'll literally get like super faded, and I'll tell my friend like, "You have to order like my ramen for me, dude, because I can't talk right now." Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, do you take like whatever you can get, like, to get high? Is it just like smoke uh, weed all day, or is it like you're still selective about it? No, I'm very selective. I would say um, I'm not like. You had your own blend of sativa this morning. Oh, I saw that's that. my proprietary sativa blend. What? Um, proprietary. Do you want to tell people? Proprietary. Um, I think I want to start doing that. Like putting together like different um proprietary blends of like different strains so like there's brands like lola lola and what else lowell lowell they do yeah. like sunday goods yeah. it's like parsh par- so it's goods. like actually no i'm sorry sunday goods just does blends. like a blend effect and then they'll each join is like so they'll do a variety pack yeah is yeah, what they yeah. do actually Gotcha. Yeah, but no, the blend. So I had um, orange peels from Ember Valley. I had nice. um, limeade and blue dream from Fade Co. And we smoked that. And that on 
the first morning of Leo season Sounds like had me feeling juice. radiant <laughs> and sunny. But I was thinking about what I think are the best products yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. um, just another um, company that does a lot for the like the community and for um, charity as well as Kush Queen. Um, yes. the bath bombs and mm-hmm. lube and all that um, I shot there um, our common acquaintance Wolfie is also involved with them yes she is she's friends with Olivia who's yeah. the CEO mm-hmm. um, but yeah they donated um, I don't know what percentage but percentage of um, their sales of their pride collection to trans oh, lifeline yeah, um, which was amazing um, and their products are also really good um, for flower, I really like Fade Co. And I really like same uh, um, Crew. Yeah, Crew has some. I like some Crew. Pretty good flower. Crew homies. Honestly, Fade in terms of homies. branding, I think Sherbinsky. Sherbinsky oh. is on point. Candescent. Candescent is on point with the mm-hmm. branding as well. I think. Um, I'm definitely a Sherbinsky fanboy. Yeah. Sherbinsky. Marley Natural has a very nice Instagram their aesthetic is awesome shame the weed is so whack I know dang dang that's facts so they actually what 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 don't you like about uh, Marley Natural don't or do like what what don't you like I think I had a pre-rolls are kind of boo-boo yeah I think I had a sativa pre-roll these are good fresh and it was just meh (laughs) yeah you know, like, I haven't had their product, but, like, just based on, like, the stuff they carry. So, they have, like, a, a Delta A, like, vaporizer. Yes. Which yeah. is, like, the only other company that I know that does that is, like, Level. Yes. And then they also just came out with, like, maybe an orange lemon cream or a cream lemon OG or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. That's, like, 32, 35% THC. Yeah. And so, like, in terms of just, like milligram per dollar like you know like a deal or like a bargain or something that's just like worth like your money especially now with like high taxes like i would say that's a good deal if you don't care about the looks or aesthetics or density you know like a like a bud because like a lot of people are just like i'm gonna grind it all up and put it in a pipe like i'm just gonna roll it up like a lot of people just don't care about the aesthetic in terms Mm -hmm. of like i used to have a friend who would just put all of his weed together (laughs) have different weeds and like a salad like a nug salad i'm like bro you like do like proprietary blend. I think yeah. we're like, Emily and I are like guilty of that. Like are we talking we don't have? Ground, like storing it all in the same jar? I think he may have actually like stored it in the same jar and then ground it up together to smoke it. Wow. Yep. So everything was always a blend. Dude, Emily and I are guilty of that. Like when we don't have enough weed, we'll just like gather everything we have, like the tiny little nug. We did oh, that yeah. yesterday. That's, yesterday we mixed like you know, SFB that's needs and must. like you do what something you got else. It's better than I resin. mean, there are like there aren't that many times when we don't have weed though. Maybe yeah. in like I was gonna say we're all pretty blessed. One days. dry yeah. moment in a sea in an ocean of well, like for Free Emily, products. sometimes we'll have like a shitload of weed, but it, she hasn't like shot it yet, so we like can't touch right. it. Mm-hmm. So like yesterday, we blended what SFV and something, like uh, maybe was it Blue Dream? No, I don't think so. Whoa. It was like I don't know. Anyway, I will say no complaints, dude. Yeah, weed is like water in my world. It just it's ever flowing. Open palms, right? It comes and goes. Yeah, it does. What are some of these other questions? 
that you wrote? Um, I think we've covered most of the good ones that we had. I mean, oh, we got there's, a good one. there's some deeper ones. Uh, we've talked a little bit about social equity and stuff, but like, where do you guys want to see cannabis brands going from here in terms of their participation in either their local communities or wider communities? Um, well, I think I'll speak on like the branding and marketing and you know, April can speak more to like hiring practices and all that stuff and like the workplace just because I'm freelance. I, I don't really do, you know, I don't. You are it. your HR. <laughs> exactly. Um, from my perspective, I just think um, highlighting the communities and the faces that are not represented in these boardrooms, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. just like you know i i like to shoot i mostly shoot women i just think it's really important to you know have like black people people of color all you know in the branding and from every in every level of this i think it's important to hire you know models and talent and creatives and just every every aspect i think it should be people who deserve it and that um are underrepresented in you know the the big in big cannabis if, if you want to call it that yeah um, we might as well and i think keeping that culture alive of just like what weed has been through the generations you know like back in you know the 60s and 70s like the the ideas of like unity and togetherness and peace and you know all these things that you know we know cannabis can do it's getting very lost in this like corporate space i think it's kind of become soulless yeah i think um just bringing that kind of beauty back to it is important so and it'll help shift the culture in the right direction more compassion know? more sense of community more yeah, like dudes. accurate representation yeah and not just just representation you know i think it's also i think it's extremely important to include queer people in cannabis because dennis perron is mm -hmm. the father of medical, rest in peace rest in peace father of medical marijuana gays were the ones fighting for cannabis legalization during the aids crisis you know mm -hmm. because it comforted them and everything and i think that is not that something helps. that you see except for june when i made over double so that was that's true during any other month right. i made over double that during the month just the month of june because everyone wanted me to model or shoot you know their pride but all of a sudden it's july and you know everyone's changing their profile pictures from rainbow back to the regular logo and what are they doing now so let's talk about that a little bit because that's interesting that like like you said dennis Perron was the pioneer of the medical movement it was uh it was i think originally him like getting cannabis for his friend who had aids right his partner his partner who had aids um he sold it as well yeah and now what we see in pride month is like all of this very it's like virtue signaling almost from cannabis companies for Pride Month, and then it all kind of goes away. Oh, completely. How do you how do you feel about that? Is it what is there something that they should do differently? Is that about as much as they can do keeping right now? Keeping it alive all yeah. year round, mm -hmm. I think. Like keeping that same energy when it comes to like keep that same campaigns, energy. Campaigns, everything, H hiring like practices. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, 
um, there's so many brands that just like want to use the face during that one month but then there's no queer people in these advertising boardrooms and if there are like we don't we don't know I don't think so it's not showing through their advertising but I just think like keeping it around all year and hiring queer people you know to like work on all levels of cannabis I think is just the right move and I don't know but we owe it all to the queer people and people of color and the original Definitely, movement yeah. was an inclusive one so why not have everybody keep be it that involved, way you know? but it's because it's all about profits these days For sure. it's just completely consumed by greed and i think that's like i saw burner at it was actually the last year's cannabis awards um i saw burner and he's talking about how greedy you know this industry can be because everyone just wants to get out of it what they can but we have to remember the roots of it all no yeah. pun intended absolutely absolutely and a lot of the brands that are out now uh, Sherbinsky himself was saying they lack one thing that they can't buy which is authenticity and a lot of the brands that have made it from before compliance and are still here now are representing for that authentic culture that we're all kind of talking about. And those mm -hmm. are the people that we want to see sticking around and doing more. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we did also have uh, presidential candidates and Ooh. talking about that, but that's that could be... All right, get this, go guys. I don't know if you heard... This was this Joe, is the hypothetical. No, 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 no. This is... Well, it was on. your hypothetical based this on some happened. actual news. Oh, I don't remember the hypothetical. I just want to share the news. You're, okay, share the news and then I'll, I'll read the hypothetical. Okay, it down. Joe Biden just announced a decriminalization program as part really? of his platform for president. He went from being a hard no to a Hmm. For fucking votes. <laughs> Dude. All of a sudden. Vo but he <laughs> was Obama's vice president. I had money on Obama legalizing. I had money. I thought at the end of the he second term. He voted not to deschedule cannabis. I know. But he also told, he held the DEA off, though. He was like, if they're doing medical shit, right. don't fuck with them. Yeah, and then Trump repealed that immediately. Exactly, exactly. Right. But Biden, his vice president, is saying like, Let's do it, folks. I need the votes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Would I guess... Would you vote for him if he was the only one supporting decrim? If he, he's not the only one. But what if he was, hypothetically? If he was the only candidate, then... I mean, yeah, I mean, anybody versus... I mean, <laughs> I personally don't support Joe Biden. I, I think... There's there's a lot of reasons you can look up, but I don't like the smelling, the hair, the, smelling. the fondling. I mean, he he makes me too he's just like, Very yeah, he's odd very, man. He's very touchy with women. I don't know. I'm just not here for it. But I think it's symptomatic of all these men who just for the longest time were never told no for well, whatever reason. Bernie yeah, has saying, is always it still located like Bernie. Like why not? Okay, good. I mean Bernie Cardi. Cardi's Cardi, Cardi B endorsed Bernie. Bernie Sanders. Oh, I thought you were saying she's running for president. Cardi, <laughs> I was, yeah. like, Ooh, I was like, it's a little early. She might want to wait like eight years. <laughs> no, I yeah. Um, I think Cardi B or I mean not Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B. <laughs> I mean, Cardi Bernie West. or Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Dude, I feel like she. I I felt like a Bernie 
Warren ticket last last go would have been unstoppable. Maybe whoever does better, and I think Bernie's already like beating records right now. Yeah, I think so. I think Biden is like second to last right now. Bullshit. No, yeah, way. I think so Biden is second is, to like, last. It's Bernie, but all the older it's Democrats Bernie, like him. Elizabeth. Warren and then it's Kamala Harris and then it's maybe Biden and then it's I think like Beto or whatever no oh. I don't know I don't know I was just like looking at some stats but I don't know what it was about but yeah Bernie's like leading I think that's exciting Bernie has always been um, for the decriminalization decrim- of cannabis for sure so. and also an honorary woman he's an honorary woman yeah Gloria Steinem I think the like giant feminist yeah. he- figurehead she said that she not she, she spoke like, on behalf of all women she no um, she uh okay. awarded him as an honorary woman <laughs> just saying bernie sanders is apparently an honorary woman at anyways <laughs> yeah I mean, as yeah, long as he's not, hard, honestly, uh, as long as he's not just, running on that, you know, as like a core policy. I don't think he mentions it. That's just me. That's yeah. just like, I feel like I got to be a side man. Be like, guys, also, I mean, honorary sh- woman. I don't know. It's just like being a woman is like really tough. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like really, really but tough. But that was kinda. from yeah. because like of the feminine. work that he's done, like a yeah. knight. Like okay. he's essentially a knight, knighted by the queen feminist. Yeah. She was like, thank you for like the work you've done. Like 60 years ago. But, yeah, exactly. You know, but he was he was there sixty years ago. He was he, yeah. like before anybody even cared about any of that shit. He was sure. like, fighting. yeah, he's consistent. That's the most important thing, dude. A hundred percent. Anyways, um, I'm not high anymore. Oh well, we can fix that in a second. Let's yeah. let's close on this. What um, for going back to what we were saying about the beginning, where a lot of people think that getting into this industry is like all fun and games and it's glamorous. What's one piece of advice you would give to somebody, either transitioning into this industry or like a young person deciding, okay, this is where I'm gonna make my career. What's one thing you'd tell them, based um, on your experiences? Based on my experience, I mean, someone that isn't in the industry already, I would say. Um, finding your intention and your passion within the industry is important because if you just want to get in for the sake of money or you know shallow reasons I think because there's not a lot of room anymore I think you have to be very passionate and very um, intentional about what you're doing in the industry and like yeah this is because I know people that are just like yeah I'm really trying to get into the industry I'm really trying to get into the industry but it's just like I've never really stopped to ask like well why you know what I mean like what is it and I think it's like what you mentioned earlier was just like it seems like fun and games it seems like Mm -hmm. glamorous you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's like but it's like it's 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 different it's retail I I mean at least for me you know what I mean it's like retail I got a friend a job and they were putting up they were like complaining about all this stuff that I've just been dealing with for like three years you know they're like they're taking forever to reimburse me for my shit you know (laughs) lol I'm just like oh like you're used to like real jobs like this is because like they don't care about cannabis it was just like you know they needed money when they moved here but like for those of us that like are in it for cannabis and like a greater something then it's like yeah we just put up with most of this stuff it's still like should be righted and fixed but we put up with it because like we're here for we're, we're here, here in its infancy better mm-hmm. as well so we we're putting up with it expecting it to get better make your own lane that's you know? like 
honestly what I did. Like, I was passionate about art and, you know, just creativity. And I think create just like anything you're passionate about, find the gap in the industry, you right. know, where mm-hmm. you can... How did the two worlds come together for you originally, cannabis and art? Was it just it was part uh, of your artistic process? I mean, no. Like, I've been... I've been an artist literally like from day one like I've been passionate about the arts all through school ever since I was young I it's the only thing that I've like loved like to do like that and um cannabis just came along later I think I mean I definitely think cannabis opened my world and op- expanded my mind to pursue like different creative ideas and like spiritual every everything but yeah. art was always there and i think that's finding the root of like your passion and bringing it into the cannabis industry is like a way to succeed yeah and it's also like what do you know what can you bring also you know what i mean i think like for me like when i first got into the industry and it was like super sketchy like weird shops like it was just something I was doing as like side job you know what I mean it's like it could have been like me being a host or like me anything you know what I mean just like working at a restaurant like doing retail somewhere else you know what I mean and it's just like just to get through college until we got legalized and I'm just like this is like a potential like or it is a career path, you know what I mean? It's just like you get into marketing in cannabis, you could get into management in cannabis, like you get into like absolutely everything, like growing, like botanist, you know what I mean? Or just like any skills that you have from like, just like different educational backgrounds, you could bring that into cannabis. And like, and for you me no personally- will get arrested at any second. Yeah. Yeah. And like, or yeah, HR, you know, you could do HR for people or like there's law, you know, in like cannabis and like all that kind of stuff. And I think for me personally, like one of the first times, like I used to be a bio like many, many years ago. And like one of the first times that kind of came up was like this guy that offered me a position and he did lights for grow rooms. And that was all like, you know, like lights that, that plants absorb, you know what I mean? It's like all bio, like hydroponic. When I used to manage the dispensary in like Westwood, I remember like the dude, like the master grower was just like, I've never met anybody that knows any of this stuff. And it's like, like uh, gardening, it's like nitrous, nitrates, Eliza, hello. What up? <laughs> It's like nitrates, like phosphates, parts per million, like electrodes, you know, things I did in lab yeah. that now mm-hmm. you're doing with like, you're using that in cannabis or I met another dude and he also wants me to submit a resume for him and he's like doing architectural work and so like his company does like construction for cannabis and like they did all the cultivation rooms for like jungle boys and they use like these like refrigerator panels and then they're making like these like legal grow rooms for like companies like distro companies need a lot of like ventilation and that's when like other companies come in you know what i mean like design floor plans like any of that stuff like so there's room for everyone like you know that's what we're saying right you can apply all of your skills and like find a way to like get into the cannabis industry if you care about cannabis yeah yes and then know enough about it i think you know what i mean it's like research that's so important education i learned so much as a bud tender working in different shops and like literally learning I don't just photograph, you know, the product. Like, I actually use it, and I think that helps bring inspiration in mm-hmm. every level. Yeah, yeah that first-hand experience is necessary. Like you said, um, come into it, 
with a sense of being genuine and whatever skill set you can transition over here, bring it. But do it because you care about cannabis and the culture of cannabis for and sure. the power of cannabis. <laughs> for um, sure. Yeah. Well, and on that note, uh, two guys, one blunt. Once again, uh, at two guys, one blunt on Instagram. You guys want to shout out your Instagrams? <laughs> at public pervert. How do you spell that though? That's at p b l i c p maybe v e r t is it? Yeah, something like that. So I don't you have like the vowels. First vowel you can find her on my Instagram. Yeah, it's like an Interpol song. Like I have to explain that to everybody. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. People are always like weird. I'm like, hey, don't freak out. But this is my. You're She's gonna get frequently a, tagged yeah. in fo- photos on. <laughs> Emily's yeah, Instagram. so you can find her on my Instagram, which is at Emily E M I L Y Eisen E I Z E N, and you'll find a video of us making out. So go check that out. <laughs> and yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. We'll thanks, do this guys. again. This was fun. Sure. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This is another yeah. uh, two guys, one button mobile mobile podcast. Very high Volume tech, two. very future fashion as well. You guys can't see it, unfortunately. It's like super expensive. <laughs> very high tech. Yeah. All right. Over we'll and out. Soon. All right. Cool. We're Later. gonna go get high now. I uh, love you guys. Goodbye. Doctor. 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 Doctor.